because I am one of those people who believe that we can be successful in whatever it is we choose to pursue without making that our whole life, our only purpose, the one thing that we have time and energy for. But I also believe that it looks differently for every person. So if the term work-life balance helps you to think about what you actually want and how you want to split your time and energy between purposes, passions, or people, then by all means, let's use it. But I don't want you to get confused thinking that balance somehow means that it has to be equal because it doesn't. Hi there, friend, and welcome to Design Your Happiness, where we work to live, not live to work in the financial gains and well-earned free time of the lives and businesses we've designed have taken the place of those late work nights, stressful all too short weekends, and feelings of just getting by. I'm Rebecca Hayes, a corporate girl who recently decided to branch into entrepreneurship, take time to fully enjoy the life I'm living, and most importantly, to grow my impact. Of course, I too have my go-tos who have been doing it for years and have so many insights to share. But I think there's something so powerful about also having someone in your sphere who's far enough up the road they can genuinely turn around and offer you a hand up, but not so far down the road that it feels intimidating or out of touch with where you are now. And that's where Design Your Happiness comes in. So let's work together, you ambitious, aspiring entrepreneurs, to find the confidence, energy, and concrete strategies to build the life and business of your dreams. Are you in? All right, today we're going to be talking about some misconceptions about work-life balance, why I personally don't really like the term, and three steps to help you find work-life balance for yourself. So let me start by getting this one thing out of the way first. Some people will say work-life balance doesn't exist. And while some say that because they didn't have it when they were working through their careers. So I just set those to one side because if you listen to my last episode, then you know that just because something is doesn't mean it should stay that way. But walking past those thoughts, some people will say work-life balance doesn't exist because they actually misunderstand what it is. See, there's this misconception that work-life balance either looks a certain way, so it's one size fits all, and that's just the way that you should have work-life balance, or that you find something that works and then you just stick with it. But here's the thing, work-life balance probably won't look the same to you throughout every stage of your life, or even every month in your year. I'll say that again. Work-life balance probably will not look the same to you throughout every stage of your life or even every month in your year. You'll always be readjusting, even if it's just slight modifications to how you're doing things or what's working. And that's actually part of the reason I don't like the term work-life balance. 
because the term itself seems to imply that your work and your life should be in balance. And I'm using air quotes here. But that leads us to believe that they should be taking up equal amounts of time. And I just can't get on board with that because you only get one life, but you may have many careers during that lifetime. And it's interesting to me, it always has been, how as we are going through our lives, we put such an emphasis on our work or careers where it seems like it's everything or at least a very big chunk of our success, which we can also sometimes tie our worth to. So we spend so much time and energy on our careers and trying to get ahead or achieve our goals or climb the corporate ladder, as it were. But what makes this so interesting to me is we're so willing to do it in the moment, you know, as we're going through our lives. But you never hear an older person, someone who is retired or reflecting on their life, you never hear them say they wish they had worked more. Somehow that's never a topic that comes up. And if you want to test that theory, plenty of us will be spending time with our family and friends and loved ones during the holiday season. So strike up a conversation and just see what they say. And if you're not going to be around your family or those who are further in their path than you, that doesn't mean you can't seek them out. You could try volunteering. That's a big thing this time of year as we have a little extra time or maybe no extra time and just want to give a little extra this year. Maybe volunteer and see who you could strike up a conversation with. You never know what you might learn or who you might impact along the way. But back to the topic at hand. We talk a lot about work-life balance in today's world. On the one hand, you have people who believe it doesn't exist for one reason or another, like we just talked about. But on the other, you have people searching for the secret to make it work so that they can be successful without sacrificing their life beyond the office walls. And that's what we're talking about today. Though, let me tell you, it isn't a secret. Because I am one of those people who believe that we can be successful in whatever it is we choose to pursue without making that our whole life, our only purpose, the one thing that we have time and energy for. But I also believe that it looks differently for every person. So, if the term work-life balance helps you to think about what you actually want and how you want to split your time and energy between purposes, passions, or people, then by all means, let's use it. But I don't want you to get confused thinking that balance somehow means that it has to be equal because it doesn't. So, Let's get into the steps or guidelines I have created over time to discover what work-life balance looks like for you. You may be thinking, well, it's obvious. I have to spend X amount of time working and everything else has to fit in the time outside of that. And in my experience, 
even if that seems true for you, that's the absolute worst way to think about it. Making it so black and white makes it seem like there's nothing you can do, no change you can make. But let me assure you, there's always something that you can do. So let's unpack that. You may think that you have to work X amount of time. But my first question would be, does it really take you that long to do your work? And those of you who maybe stretch out your work or procrastinate often know exactly what I'm asking here. My next question might be, does your working hours actually have to be during business hours or another specific time frame? I'm asking now, could you change up your workday? Could it look differently to accommodate other aspects of your life if you needed it to? Maybe not every day, maybe not every week, but if you needed it to, do you have some flexibility or could you find some? My next question might be, do you have to do all the chores in your household? And I talk a lot about this in episode 28. And these are just a few questions I might ask even myself if I was trying to rethink how I wanted to spend my time. And if you want some help realigning to your desires and goals so you can spend your time on them, then you have to check out my free video and guide for creating your New Year's bucket list. It'll help you discover what's worth focusing on and what can fall away so you can get what you really want this year in your life, your career, and or your business. And yes, you can still do it even if it's after New Year's. It's a great activity to reconnect or redefine what you want to go after anytime you're feeling lost or unsure during the year. So I'll link to it below and you can snag that video and guide totally free to discover the best gift to yourself that you will ever get. And now that you know how you want to spend your time, next, we have to center and stay grounded in what's most important. So sometimes everything is going great and you can spend the time you need on your work and still have plenty of time for your personal life. You don't feel like you're split between two worlds or that you're sacrificing anything. Somehow, it just all works out, right? You're able to be everywhere you need to be. You can make things work as you need them to and change your situation either at work or at home to accommodate what you're trying to do. But it won't always be that way. At different times in our lives, we'll choose to prioritize or spend more of our time doing specific things and that's okay. It's in these times that you have to decide what's most important to you and what you really want. And when you know what you really want, it makes it a lot easier to do the third step. We talked a lot about setting boundaries previously. Specifically in episode 21, I talk about setting work boundaries so you can be successful and live the life you want. So if you struggle with boundaries, maybe check out that episode. But I bring that up because this third thing 
to help you find your work-life balance is defining what you won't do. Effectively, it's learning where the line is when you're going to say no. And this can be a really hard line to define for yourself and even harder to set and stand behind because so often we feel guilty when we do it, when we say no, when we set that line firmly and stand behind it. And sometimes the reason that we have such a hard time saying no is because it makes us feel guilty, which is really just the sense that you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to take that time for yourself or to put it where you really want to on the things that are going to mean the most to you. And believe me, you do deserve it. Or sometimes it's the fear of consequences or the opinions of others that stop us from saying no and setting that line. But somehow we're never afraid or don't give the same brain space to the fear of not doing it. Just something to think about. Something that I've found in my own life when I start to think about what happens if I don't do it, it really changes the landscape and how I'm thinking about it and how I want to prioritize or change what I'm focusing on. But deciding to set the line on what you won't do is a powerful tool to have in your tool belt. It will serve you in every aspect of your life. I can't imagine living without it. So if you don't have that skill or that tool developed yet, and it's not sitting there at will ready for you to use it, then it might be time to start to develop that sense of saying no. And it all starts with defining where that line is, what you won't do. And if you need a little extra boost, really center in why you won't do it. Where is that time or energy going to be spent? And that will make it easier to say no. And that's it for today. So take some time to work through these and define your work-life balance for yourself. And don't forget to snag the free video and guide for creating your New Year's bucket list if you want to reconnect with what you want to pursue and how you should be spending your time to make that happen this year. Until next time, keep designing your happiness. Hey there, friend. We've made it to the end of another Design Your Happiness episode. And if you're loving what you're hearing and you know someone else who would benefit from hearing it too, please share this episode with them. I can't tell you how much it would mean to me to support even more ambitious, aspiring entrepreneurs like yourself. So send them a text or a quick email with the link and let's help even more people build the lives and businesses they've been dreaming about. All right, I'll see you next time. Until then, keep designing your happiness.